Welcome back to another episode of Let's Chat Podcast, y'all. I am your host, Jojo. And I'm Tyra. Ooh. Summer, summer, summer time. So we're pre-recording this, this weekend. We're going to be at Preciosa Night. Or we were at Preciosa Night. If you're... Whenever you're listening to this, I hope uh, that we saw some of you there. I'm just speaking in advance um, and manifesting it. That we see some people there? Yeah. Yeah. I hope to see some and meet mm-hmm. some, you know, listeners. And if not, you know, we we recruit some listeners. That'd mm-hmm. be cool. Yeah. We were supposed to do a Zoom. We realized we didn't do our Patreon Zoom for April, so we scheduled two to do this month and the one we were supposed to do um this past monday didn't happen because unfortunately enough i had gotten into a car accident mm-hmm. and it was just a long day i'm okay i'm fine i'm well we're here yeah but my baby in the shop so good times that was crazy yeah yeah, people so really don't know how drive to drive. safe, put your damn seatbelt on, and yeah. be considerate of others, y'all. Like, yeah, if you're listening to this while in the car, literally watch everyone. Everyone, I feel like you have to watch the person in front of you, the person behind, behind you, you yeah. the person next to you. Like, sometimes people drive so recklessly, and then when it starts raining, it's like they totally forget how to drive. Yeah, all right, so. We didn't do any type of this 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 episode, no research. We left it to social media to do its job and give us some juice. Jesus, I hit myself with the fucking mic. My <laughs> girl. No, but yo, some Instagram pages have a lot of like informational yeah. like slides. Like once you like go through them. And we follow a lot of pages like that and they be having really good content. So of course yeah. we're obviously gonna give them a shout out. But we did like see some things that we wanted to talk about that we think that you guys could relate to. Yes. So all of them is like seven things to do with something. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna run through this list and just you know the lucky seven. Yeah. The lucky seven, yeah. So the very first page uh we'll give the shout out to is mostly balanced podcast. Mm. Yeah. Uh, their post is seven questions to ask on a first date. I know y'all be going in a little dry with the questions. Like, let's leave your favorite color for text messaging oh, or something. No. Oh, hell no. <laughs> so the first question would be, what was the highlight of your day? Oh, wow. That's yeah. a good question. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm gonna tell you, it was you. And the, it right, was me and you. And right. That's how, and that's how they're gonna answer. And, and that's how flirting comes along. Oh, yeah. th- this is the highlight of my day. Uh huh. I mean, it depends if you pay for the check or not. <laughs> nah, I'm kidding. I'm talking shit. What else? Uh, the next one is, what does a typical day slash night look like for you? Oh, like your day to day. Mm-hmm. A day in the life. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's a good question. What's a day in the life for you? Oof. I was asking you on our first date. Oof. I wake up early mm. now and I go to the gym in the morning now. Okay. Yeah. Well, I work out from home. Yeah. <laughs> at 7 a.m. And then I take a shower. I start work at 9 30. Yes, 9 30. <laughs> 9 30. Working from home. I'm blessed. And 
I work, I work, I work, I work, I work, I work, I work. And <laughs> I get out at 6 p.m. And then sometimes I have class. Because I'm trying to get my real estate license. But I can't speak about it too much because it's really hard, y'all. Mm-hmm. It's really, really difficult. It's got her little stress. If you're a real estate agent, send me some like tips on how you studied because it's really hard to like try to teach yourself. Like, yeah, the classes help, but at the same time, you have to do a lot of self studying. Mm-hmm. And I am not good. I'm not good at taking tests. So there wasn't an in class option. I mean, um, no, I feel like everyone's doing like online. Yeah. They did have some in class ones, but I, my schedule's too busy for that. That's true. Um, what about you? Uh, like what my day to day would look like? All over the place. Sleep. It's all over sleep. the place. Say nah. She talking about she getting up at seven o'clock. I'm just going to sleep at seven o'clock. Yeah, so I'm just getting much. out the shower, going to sleep, mm-hmm. sleep till about noon. Get up out in these streets. Um. <laughs> uh, I would say that that would be the single me, but like I'm still going to the gym and shit. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I don't. But your day to day is like very like all over the place. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I literally have a schedule. Like I yeah. have every, like I eat lunch at a certain time. Like I work out at a certain time. But the you're, only you're thing like all over. That's like, you know, set is mm-hmm. from the time that I get home, whatever time I'm waking up and going to the gym. Like, I meet my boy and we go to the gym between 12 and 1. After that, whatever I got for the rest of the day is just whatever I got. Which most times I come home and I'm just doing errands and shit. Yeah. Cleaning up or prepping for dinner or yeah. shit like that. A lot of cooking. Yeah. Yes. There's just not enough time in the day. But we've been, meal, that, we've been but meal prepping, though, and that's been working good. That was clutch. Yeah. Honestly, because we don't eat breakfast. Well, she's fasting, but like... Not that we don't like breakfast, but when I get up, I have my coffee and then like I'm good for hours. And it's like, ugh, obviously you want to get up and eat in the morning, but I don't know. Something about the morning, I'm not like, um, how you say that, pressed to eat. Like I'm not like, yeah. oh, let me get some food in my system. I'm just like. Yeah. Got- Co- coffee for sure. Yeah. I'm just <laughs> but- like, ugh, I got shit to do and I got to get to it. I'll yeah. eat somewhere on the way. Um, so meal prepping our breakfast has been actually a big bonus for me. Yeah. Meal prep. We always meal prep breakfast and then lunch as well, because I noticed that I just wasn't eating lunch Mm -hmm. and then I was just like snacking a lot throughout the day. And that's also not good because you're not getting like proper nutrition and getting your greens in. You're not getting any protein in. Um, so yeah, y'all, you got to prepare, prepare in advance. It's crazy out here. It definitely saves time though, because we literally spend so much time in the kitchen, breakfast, then, oh, maybe I should eat lunch. And then that, that's what happens. That's when you start missing meals. So yeah. And I think the one thing we're mm-hmm. consistent with is dinner. Yeah. But then we also don't meal prep that. Cause like every day is like different. We different, don't know. Yeah. We don't know what we and want. I'm okay yeah. with that. Because yeah. if we're, we're prepping and eating, you know, prepared food for the last for the first two meals, you know, mm-hmm. I want something spontaneous for dinner. Yeah. What's the next question? All right. The next question is, do you like to cook? Oh, wow. As we're talking about it. What are your favorite? Oh, wow. Pl- what are your favorite places to go out slash order from? So, you know, that question is so funny. So when I was dating guys and they would ask me, do you know how to cook? Automatically, I was like, here we go. <laughs> Like, you really think I'm going to cook for you? That's crazy. I'll be like, do you know how to cook? Like, yes, I'm an adult. I know how to cook to save my life, of course. <laughs> save my life. You're like, so petty. 
No, because it's it's just like I feel like when you're an adult, that's like that's just like a given. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you can order out, but do you know how much money you're spending on ordering out? We actually don't order out like that. If you order out, that's Thankfully. on you. But it really it really hurts my soul when mm-hmm. I order out and it's like fifty dollars. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, Sometimes I really have to convince her, like, nah, babe, like I really we do. don't oh, eat no, out, no, bro. No. The only time we like eat out is if we're actually out. But I'm like, we And I'm okay with that. Like I'm I'm okay with having an experience and right. like sitting at a restaurant. Yeah. But ordering Uber and then I don't be trusting oh, I don't it. Uber nothing. I don't be we trusting it up. I don't be trusting people. Yeah. Yeah, but like very rarely, I'll be like, let's just order something. I'm down to go to shop right and buy a DiGiorno though. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. that should be busting. But, um, so what are your favorite places to like go out to and order eat? eat like yeah. order order or just like go and eat? Honestly, when we when we started dating, she had like this. What was it like a Colombian spot or something? Yeah, it's you? called Noches de Colombia. Yeah, I know what I'm talking about. It's a no, it's a North Jersey thing. Girl, wait. Did we eat a, did we even eat out like that from that? No, place? because when we met, it was it was like still COVID. It was like COVID, so everything was closed, and then you had to make reservations, so you could only order out. It was like weird. So though. we actually we actually spent a lot of time in her apartment cooking, and like, what did we cook? We just came up with all types of shit. We would TikTok like recipes and just mm-hmm. make it. Mm-hmm. So we used to eat pasta and shrimp a lot. We used to eat shrimp a lot, yeah, but shrimp did. got expensive, and we haven't had shrimp since. Everything got expensive, honestly. Yeah. Everything, everything. Yeah, but we used to cook a lot, and now <laughs> because I we mean, had to. But I mean, yeah. we still. I mean, cook we a still lot. cook. But I think that it was more like those cooking times were like our dates too. So it was more intimate than just mm-hmm. oh, cooking dinner because we gotta eat. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, the next question to ask would be, what was the best trip slash vacation you ever been on? Oh, that's good. I like that question. Cause then you get to see like, if they like traveling or if, like what else they've or done. Or where you been. And then that leads into other conversations of like stories that they had while they were on vacation and things like that. Yeah, so I like that. What type of person are you when you travel? Because honestly, mm-hmm. that could be a hit or miss. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next question to ask would be, who do you spend the most time with slash talking to? You gotta know who they spend all their time with. Yeah, who they hitting when they not their hitting besties. you? Yeah, who right. Or besties? if they even have besties, you know, some people it, it's a hit or miss because some people rely on their families and don't have friends, and some people just have friends and don't rely on their family. Mm-hmm. So that's a good. That's question. good to know. Uh, another question would be how long was your longest relationship mm. I okay so I want to like tap into this real quick I feel like there's this idea that it's how do I say it like you shouldn't get into your past relationships when, when moving on or like getting into oh, yeah. new situations and although a portion of that could be true. Obviously, you don't want to drag that all over and like talk about your past relationships all day long. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like that is the biggest like part of our experience, you know? Yeah. So it it's it, in some way, shape or form, like me, like pushed us to be the 
person we wanted to be or didn't want to want to be. So I feel like it plays a part mm-hmm. in a little bit of who we are. So why can't we talk about it? Why can't we share those experiences? And I feel like when you do share your past experiences, it also helps a person to get to know like, oh, maybe I shouldn't do that. Or like, mm-hmm. I know that's a trigger, you know, you know, I don't know. I just feel like people are always like, you why you talk about your ex your ex mm-hmm. or your last relationship like that shit don't matter yeah but like it kind of do yeah i mean if they asked and of course yeah i think that sometimes people are just like an oversharer like i feel like that that question could be brought up and then they'll take like 20 minutes to answer it because they're just like oversharing and like Sometimes I feel like you got to keep it short in the in the beginning. Yeah, okay. So, right. In the beginning, I feel like, okay, yeah, maybe you can keep it to a minimum and uh-huh. not be OD, but that can't be the only time the conversation comes up, you know? Oh, for sure. It's always going to be yeah. brought up. It's always going to be a part of the conversation some way because, again, you're going to run cross paths where it's like, all right, well, I didn't know that or I'm trying to understand why mm-hmm. you're like this or why that triggers you. And it's going to come from past relations. Yeah. So you have to be like accepting and a little bit open to receiving that information. Yeah, exactly. I believe in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last question would be, what was your last Google? <laughs> what was what? your last Google search? <laughs> I'm, I Google everything. She Googles everything. Everything. I Google everything. Honestly, it's a good thing that Google is free because we would probably be paying for that shit. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> yeah. That's she Googles everything. What was your last Google search? It was something related to work. Mm-hmm. Not exciting. Mm-hmm. Boring. Yeah, what about you? Mine, let's check. Something about car accidents? No, girl. It's actually, uh, we'll go with the Airbnb. What? It's actually a waiver for something. What? Boring. That's what happens when you get old. No, but I literally Google everything. She does. Everything's on Google, Mm -hmm. honestly. Mm -hmm. Google is free. So that was it. Seven quick little questions that you can use on your first date for those of you who... I feel like we do. What other question? What other question would you ask someone on a first date that's not on this list? Um... Hmm. Do you cook? No, I'm kidding. That was part I'm of kidding. the list. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I would, I would like a... ask them, um, how's your relationship with your family? Mm, that's valid. Like, how are you that's close valid. to your siblings? Do you have siblings? I think that's, like, really big for that's me. Valid. Like, I want to know what your relationship is like because... That's important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, other than, I think one would be, what do you do for fun? Obviously, how do you spend your free time? Do you spend any free time alone? You know, because mm-hmm. I think that it's imperative to have free time to yourself. Yeah, and not needing to be around people all the time. Um, but another one, damn, I had it and it's gone. Tragic. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a person who, well, I like music. We know this already. So I definitely think I would ask something music-based like, 
who's who's your top five artist type shit mm-hmm. or like what kind of genre of music do you like i like the vibe off of that because i feel like we gonna vibe if we all on the same shit or like what was your what what was the last concert that you ever gone to or your best concert that that's too. good um what else i would also ask them if they like drink or smoke that's an important question to know <laughs> you've had bad experiences clearly i actually i actually haven't but i have had friends who have like met people and okay so one of my good friends she's a drinker she like socially drinks whatever she isn't she's not like crazy she'll just drink but then she met this guy who doesn't drink and he smokes so it's just they're just like the opposites like, an imbalance and at first like she thought that she could like be cool with that but then like later on she noticed that that wasn't like it just wasn't a vibe mm-hmm. like at all like it was like they're he, they're like two different he's falling asleep and mm-hmm. she's ready to turn up so yeah. it was it was just not a good mix and i i believe in that too like i i've never seriously dated like a smoker but i don't think that i could mm. she like smoking cigarettes or like oh just <laughs> no like i would never date you... someone who smokes okay. cigarettes okay. i'm sorry if you smoke cigarettes and you listen to the podcast, i'm sorry but there's this smell that they have that they don't realize because they're so used to it mm-hmm. you know i grew up in a smoker house so i was used to it but I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know how used to it I was until I moved out. And mm-hmm. then I was like, oh my God. It For someone like, who doesn't. sticks to you. It's just so mm-hmm. nasty. I've lived with, I've lived with two smokers in my lifetime. Like growing up, my dad's mom used to smoke and then she would like smoke in the bathroom and, and like that smell would just go everywhere, especially because we lived in a very small apartment. And then I also lived with my aunt at a, at one point, and she would do the same thing. And it like the smell it just kills you. Follows, yeah, yeah. And I like to smell good, mm-hmm. so I'll be damned. Like when I when I get around people that smoke, period, with like cigarettes, I'm like, you're fucking wasting my. And they don't realize it, but they always smell like that. Yeah, like even if they took a shower, I swear to you, honestly. <laughs> I think the I guess worst, it, it gets stuck like maybe on their hair. Like, I don't know. It do. It gets stuck to your hair, your clothes, like wherever you're at. Um, I think the worst combination is people who smoke and drink coffee. Oh, yeah, girl. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> That's their shit. Yeah. That's their shit. That's I their can. morning routine. What you talking about? I mean, no shade. My mom smokes. <laughs> she drinks her coffee. Like I said, I grew up. Like everybody I pretty much know on my mom's side of family smokes. Um, not that that's like a you should get a pat on the back, but no shade. So another post that we're gonna go with back at uh it's another post by mostly balanced podcast. I I don't know why I keep <laughs> yeah they're pretty good. I, yeah. I actually listened to one of their podcasts, but their Instagram has like really good um slides and shit. Yeah, so go follow them and get us a shout out. Say <laughs> not. Uh, so it's the uh seven first dates, right? Mm-hmm. Wait, seven first are, date ideas that are per- mm. seven first date ideas that are perfect for summer. Very specific. Yes, Very girl. Specific. We in summertime. Yeah. Well, summer soon. We 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 just now getting. I don't know. It's a little questionable because the weather's been a little cray cray. Yeah, but it's like spring. Well, still. we're getting there. Yeah. But in June, 
Late June is gonna be summer soon. First Watch one. Out. First one is take a walk or a bike ride. It says a fun way to a fun way to be outside, active, and explore a new neighborhood. I love being outside. I'm gonna disagree with with one of those. What was that? <laughs> I went on a date in New York and we went bike riding. Mm-hmm. Almost died. I mean, nobody told you to go Almost ride died. around in the streets. You could have like, found a park. No, to- but like, okay, so like we got the bikes and then we we drove them to the Central Park. Mm-hmm. And just like going to Central Park, it was tragic. I was literally, I was like, I'm, something's going to happen. Like, I can't. Like, I really can't. Like, cars are coming. People are coming. Like, in New York City is the worst idea ever. Don't All right. Do so, it. clearly, this is a more suburban no, no. Yeah, suburban. Like, no one's around. Of course. And if you know how to ride a bike, because believe it or not, a lot of adults don't know how to ride a bike. Yeah. But that's the perfect thing. They could teach you how to ride a bike. You got to be open to learning new things. Mm-hmm. I think that's fun when someone teaches you something. Yeah. Next one is get coffee or ice cream. A great alternative to going out for drinks. Your date's coffee preference or ice cream flavor choice will teach you a lot about them. I'm always going to have something to say. I'm lactose intolerant. I cannot. (laughs) Yeah, but you could get coffee. You just can't get ice cream. Yeah, well, there's some ice cream that don't have like dairy in it. So, but yeah, I like those ideas. I actually think like for first dates, those are good ones because they're like quick and short. And sometimes when you, like, first meet someone, you don't know how they're going to be. So you're like, if this shit is awkward, like, at least it's, like, a short, like, meet and greet you type of thing. You didn't pay a whole, for a whole meal. Right. And, like, this extended time. Like, mm-hmm. you just was like, all right, we getting coffee. And if it's not good, I'm out. And if, and if it turns out well, all right, we can move on to the next location. Right. I'm definitely getting coffee and ice cream. No, I'm kidding. My stomach will be full. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, another one is go to an event in the park. Many city parks offer outdoor movies, concerts, or comedy shows, or bring a picnic and create your own. We did that. Mm-hmm. We've done that a few times, actually. Mm-hmm. There's a spot in Philly. I got to figure out what it's called. There's a rooftop in Philly that has like a park and they also have like, um, a food, like concession stand. Mm-hmm. And then I think every couple days or maybe there's one day every week that they play a movie mm-hmm. up on the thing. Like, it's actually really cool. You can bring your dogs. Mm-hmm. They sell alcohol up there. Like, it's nice. Yeah. Uh, I'll let you guys know. Maybe we'll post it in, on Instagram on our yeah. story. Um, But, yeah, I love going to the park. I Like, I have water views that I like to go to. Like, there's ponds and rivers mm-hmm. and, like, shit near us. And I love to go. I haven't done it in a while, and I'm really – depriving yeah, myself um or even just catching the sunset mm-hmm. like you know simple things take a crossword yeah. puzzle go outside i take your coffee like, with I you i think that's like a perfect first date like going like um doing like a picnic in the park mm-hmm. buy yourself a cute little picnic basket from amazon or you could just bring your shit in containers yeah and go to the dollar store get some shit yeah get know, some, some candy activities, some snacks. fruits some games like card games or like those question card games that we be playing um it was actually our second date that me and her went on a picnic our first yeah, date we went second. to like dinner or whatever because it mm-hmm. was her birthday and we hung out but our our second date we went on a picnic and yeah. it was nice mm-hmm. 
Another date idea would be get tickets for a sports game. Definitely a longer date. <laughs> That's why it's number no. four. Um, but no, a great you. way to switch things up and it always sparks conversation. I think a basketball game, yes. But um, I've been to baseball games and I'd be so bored. <laughs> I think like with baseball, I haven't been to a baseball game in a while. Um, but I think they are long. But those are one of those things where you, like, eat, drink, and, like, fool around with your peoples. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's necessarily, like... People are there for show. Yeah. People are there to to drink and eat. And... It's kind of like when people go tailgating. Yeah. I want to go to a tailgate, though. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm down for a basketball game. I don't got, you know, floor seat, you know, (laughs) ticket money, but... Yeah, we'll be we 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 could we'll get the nosebleeds. nosebleeds. Yeah. <laughs> Another date idea would be go to a comedy club. Such a fun such a fun and funny way to get your date sense of humor. And take an edible too. Two hours. She's trying to get you. No, set because up. you you just you just laugh more. Honestly, sometimes we've gone to a comedy show, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes the joke is not funny, and I really want to laugh, mm-hmm. and I can't. I feel I don't know why it's so complicated for me to like cry. Into, like yeah, like, like we laughter. we want our stomachs to hurt. Yeah. So take an edible. I'm telling you. I mean, <laughs> I'm just gonna drink my drink. Take it in advance, though. Shit. Yeah. Imagine it hits after. I'll be so mad. If you have like a like a, I don't want to say easy sense of humor, but if you easily laugh and like you're easily amused and like you think everything's funny, oh, I love. Honestly, that's what's funny is watching people laugh. And I think someone who's literally in tears of laughter will make me laugh. I'd be laughing, but I'm not in tears. I don't know. I can't tell if you're faking it or not. Oh, my God. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Another uh, date idea would be walk around an outdoor market. Fun way to be outside, spark conversation, and leave the date with the souvenir. Swap outdoor market for department store or Ikea. Oh, wow. Ikea. Hmm. I love Ikea. I mean, yeah, but I don't know if I would, like, do that for a date. Yeah. Too much. Yeah. I'm be like, hold this while I go shop for my room real quick. (laughs) Some people actually don't even like shopping. But I do. I've gone to to an outdoor market. I like flea markets. Mm -hmm. Flea markets are cool. Like, I think that that's not that I necessarily got to go out and buy stuff. But I think, like, you know, seeing all different types of things is, you know, you see some crafty shit. Mm -hmm. The last idea for a date would be go to drinks and dinner out or dinner outside can't go wrong with a classic cities are opening up and lively cities are opening up and lively with fun outdoor setups in the summertime there's a lot of pop-up shops Mm -hmm. so i feel like you can go outside and do anything at least mostly in the city um they have like pop-up food spots pop-up drink spots Mm -hmm. there's a right now in philly there's like um the rothman does ice skating in the winter and then um does a roller rink yeah. Uh, like during the spring and summer and it's a, it's a cool like mm-hmm. outdoors thing to do like i like skating so you know you can make a date out of that and eat some food chill so i'm always for out outside dates so that's all uh that's what we have for our outside dates again shout out to mostly balanced podcast for these lovely slides 
All right, so we're going to jump into a family meeting question. It's pretty long, so it's kind of like a story. But the basis of it or the title of it is she's hooked up with more than 100 people. I haven't read it yet, so we'll see. But I skimmed it. All right. I love your pod and both of y'all pers- both of y'all's personalities. A little backstory in 2021. I was talking for about three months with this girl and we were feeling each other heavy. But I felt very rejected when she would tell people I was her girl and call me babe, but then say that we weren't in a relationship. This would confuse me all the time because my body count is super low since I am demisexual and it has always been hard to find someone that I like. I fall for the emotion heavy, so relationships are super serious for me. Who will will demisexual is? I want to make sure. (laughs) You see, I got to Google everything. According to Google, demisexual is the orientation in which an individual does not experience primary sexual attraction, the type of attraction that is based on immediately observable characteristics such as appearance or smell is experienced immediately after a first encounter. Still don't know what that Can means. Can they just... Demis- Here's another definition. <laughs> Demisexual is a sexual orientation in which a person feels sexually attracted to someone only after they've developed a close emotional bond with them. All right. Boom. Makes sense. She's very free with her sexuality and has hooked up with more than 100 people. But to her, sex isn't emotional. It's all about pleasure. Not shaming at all, just shedding light on our differences. She was also not monogamous and believed in open relationships. I'm completely the opposite, but the feelings were so strong. We both foolishly tried to see how we could work it out. I would cry consistently because it hurt so much that she would be okay with having sex with other people, but I really felt so strong for her. She would tell me that she was in love with me, but saw us getting married she would tell me that she was in love with me and saw us getting married, but then switch it up and say that we weren't in a relationship. After her saying this multiple times, my feelings were so hurt and I felt rejected every time that I went into protection mode and blocked all feelings. I told her that I wanted to end things and she felt it coming and I, and understood. I had told her that I couldn't continue being friends with her or have her on social media because I feel there should be a clean cut after something ends so it gives me time to heal. She she said she understood but kept wanting to talk and ask questions. I didn't want to speak anymore so I didn't answer her following messages. She would text, IG message, and call me from private and her own phone number randomly at night but I honestly didn't want to talk to her. She took it as if I ghosted her because I blocked her since she kept messaging as she wasn't respecting my boundaries. Mm. What do you think about that? There's more to the story. Okay. <clears throat> this girl's toxic. All right. A year passed and I did therapy on my traumas. I wanted to be a better person and give her the closure she didn't and I wanted to be a better person and give her the closure closure she felt she didn't get. We ended up falling back into each other and it was even heavier until my responsibilities got the better of me. I ended things with her because I was feeling overwhelmed with school and so many other responsibilities. I honestly was at the beginning of a mental breakdown, but I was trying my hardest not to let it consume me. I didn't have the time to date and I communicated that with the person when we were texting. She was adamant. 
She was adamant that we had to see each other in person to talk because texting was coming off cold to her. It was the hardest decision to do because I really vibed with her, but I knew I would cry if I heard her voice or saw her in person, and I was trying to keep my breakdown from consuming me. I knew if I let myself fully break down, I wasn't sure when I would recover, and it wasn't a luxury that I had because life life keeps going. My job, school, and family wouldn't stop just because I was going through it. She she said that she understood that I had my plate full, but she wanted me to cry and let it out because that's what she does when she feels overwhelmed and it helps her. I communicated to her how I was trying to keep myself afloat by not letting myself cry, and she wasn't really listening to me. She kept saying she understood, but that I would feel better after crying because she does. After a couple more times of me repeating myself, hoping that she would effectively listen to what I was saying, she wasn't. I felt that she was very dismissive and selfish by telling me how I should go about things just because of her personal experience but we're all different and I felt that she should have respected what I was feeling there's more to the story but I feel like this girl is like um like manipulative Mm -hmm. because if this girl's hurt because of you why do you want to be around her when she's trying to get over you like you want to be the co- the shoulder that she cries on as she's trying to get over you. That makes no sense to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, but I also think, why did you get in it twice? Yeah, I don't know about that. I think once after that year had passed. I mean, I get it. We get caught up in wanting to give the other person closure, or like still having that curious mind of, oh, well, what about that? You know, I didn't give it the full time it needed, but. I mean, once the second time came back around and, you know, you kind of did it to yourself. All right. There's more to the story. We're almost done. Shit. Because I wouldn't keep talking to her and not me with her, she considers me as ghosting her again. But I feel that she disrespected me by dismissing my feelings when I was going through it. And I didn't feel that she deserved me to continue answering her. If I ended things, I don't know what else she expected me to talk about if we continued communicating i already had said what i needed to say she used she's used to changing people's minds thoughts and beliefs so maybe she thought i would change mine i didn't leave her high and dry i communicated what was going on with me and that it would be better to end things as i felt she needed the time that i honestly couldn't give her i didn't want to leave her just waiting on me when i knew i didn't even have time for myself i thought of her and what she deserved, but I didn't feel that she did the same with me in the end. She feels that I am immature, hypocritical, and cowardly regardless. She's used to being on good terms with people she's dated, and I feel that as long as she as the feelings are strong, there should be a separation until the feelings go away. It's been three months and she's texted me a link to a song a couple of days ago that talked about still wanting to get back together. I didn't reply because I'm still like fuck her because of how dismissive she was when I was at a low point. I don't have feelings for her and I wouldn't want to be friends with her or keep in touch with her, but it's clear that she needs more closure. My question is, what would y'all do if you were in my position? Also, she would say how she felt bad for me because I couldn't be more sexual with people. She said that she felt sorry for me because I couldn't just have sex without emotions and that my body body count was low. This was shocking to me and I just didn't know how to react as I would never question her on how free she is with her sexuality. I 
you're gonna you're gonna think that I'm crazy, but I'm sure we did this before. What? <laughs> I feel like we've read this before. Babe, you really that whole you, back half, yo. Nah, she if be, anybody who she, really listened to our shit. What podcast she on? I know you know sometimes we be slipping I, up and, and, well, okay. and reiterate some okay, of these. Okay, listen, listen. We have a lot of emails. We like, do. yeah, we do have a lot of emails. We this do. was an email. So maybe you read it and then you unread it. So, no, we didn't do this. I, I would have... Babe, I have a good memory when it comes to this shit. But no, I don't ever remember someone talking about how their partner had <laughs> over 100, uh, 100 sexual partners. Uh, Nothing about that. But I think the ending to that was tragic. I think the first time, obviously, you guys understood you had differences and you guys went, you know, beyond the risk, knowing the risk and took the chance on each other. Um, so that was a hurt piece to you both. Essentially, you did it to yourself. Now, the second time, the second time just shouldn't have happened again. Now that became at your own risk and you kind of did it to yourself. No. Now, um, you know, you're entitled to how you feel. Nobody can tell you how you feel. I think obviously how you felt was valid. Um, however, I can see it in the aspect of for her, you, you ended it the first time and she didn't get that closure. And to me, it just sounds like she tried to make this second ending different from the first time because she didn't have a chance the first time, you know, like you, you told her it was done. She tried, you know, or said she accepted it. And then that was what it was, but she still kept trying to reach out and you just, like you said, blocked her, indebted it. So she couldn't reach out and, you know, then you open that portal back up all of a sudden on your term, on your time, and drawn each other back in. And I feel like maybe on her side, it was just like, you know, well, I don't want us to end in the way that that did. I want to avoid that and see if we could maybe do this in a different way. I'm not saying, you know, you needed to fall back in it and let her consume you again and make you stay, but mm, maybe well, she no. wasn't really being dismissive. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. I feel like um, the fact that they started talking again, I don't think that's a shock. There's so many people, there's so many yeah, like situationships it, and relationships that get back together because mm -hmm. they think, oh, maybe this time will be different. Let me mm -hmm. give it a second chance. I don't think I'm, I'm a person who gives second chances, but then when I think about previous experiences, I did give people a lot of second chances thinking that, oh, maybe things will be different this time. But I resonate a lot with this story because I was at a point where I was in school, I was working like crazy and then working another job and then dating someone who didn't understand that I had such a crazy like life that I just really couldn't focus on this relationship mm -hmm. and they didn't understand what I meant when it's like, yo, we cannot talk. Like, that's it. Like, I'm that. Can you leave me alone type shit? Mm -hmm. And then it's like, you don't want to be an asshole, but at the same time, you, you really want to set your boundaries and like this person would like buy me gifts and send me Amazon packages and things like that. And it's like, now you now you're trying to buy me. Now you're trying to buy me. So I But I'm gonna take it. Sign up. <laughs> so I remember going to therapy and explaining to my therapist, like, I'm trying to set these boundaries and they don't listen. And she would be like, you cannot accept anything that they give you. Like from here on out, like tell them that they need a return it or like there's no meeting up anymore. There's no more second chances. There's no more closure. And like, 
closure, we've said it before, closure is not something you could give to somebody. That's something that they need to seek within themselves. Mm. And I feel like this girl was low-key toxic because it's like, you know that this girl has really good intentions. She wants a regular relationship, not an open relationship, just... I don't know how you say it, not normal, but it's like she wants to be committed to one person when on the other hand, you have this other idea of what you want in a relationship. So why do you consist on trying to be with this girl and hitting her up and calling her and you're blocked everywhere and you're still hitting her up? That's too much. For the same reason that she wanted to mess with her, knowing her her you know yeah. idea of a relationship yeah no i i mean and the other girl is not wrong for her idea of a relationship but it's no. like that is not the the typical relationship so when someone is telling you this is what i seek in a partner and i want to be in a serious relationship why do you continue when you know you don't want that be like yeah that's not that's i can't give you that you know, like, why do you well, insist it, Again, on- it was the same way where she was just like, I know that I don't want that from a relationship, mm-hmm. but I have such strong feelings for her that I just keep coming back to it. Yeah. So it, it was the bond that was bonding them together mm-hmm. and trying to ignore their ideas of relationships. Yeah. And obviously it didn't work. Mm-hmm. Well, it just sounds like they're complete off- opposites. Yeah, when absolutely. It, when it comes to, like, their idea of a relationship. So I just feel like... That's like a red flag, major red flag. Like if you meet somebody, and I mean at the end of the day, this pops up. It's not. It's just not for you. Yeah, you tried it a second time. Like she said, you know, sometimes we do think to ourselves, like, all right, um, you know, maybe the first time there was other things in the way that we couldn't give it a whole hundred. Maybe I think it could be different this time. We do that. It's it's normal. So and then you just realize the second time, like a lot sooner than later from the first time that all right this shit's not gonna work it's not it 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 wasn't it just was never gonna work it's not that i was being any type of way before that things were in the way like this is what it's like and i don't want any parts so you know you essentially needed it to end and you did that as long as you realize that you gave it your effort that is what it is yeah, but I feel like when you're in this situation, from what it sounds like, it sounds like she probably feels like a little bit guilty of like how she ended things or the fact that she was ghosting her because this girl was calling her all these names. Was she saying that she's this, she's dismissive? I don't fucking know. She was just saying crazy stuff. Listen, the first time, <clears throat> it makes sense. It gets us and and we fall into that trap feeling bad. Oh, like I did ghost her. Maybe I should reach out. The second time, it is what it is. Yeah, I've done that. I've I've talked to some girl, and then I I started falling back. I and then I I don't want to say I ghosted her, but I fell off and told her like I don't think this is gonna work for me. And then I did end up reaching back out like a, a few months later, and we started talking again. And then I just realized, yeah, this ain't gonna work for me. And she hit me with some shit. She did. She texted me with some, and I and you know she was valid. You know her feelings were valid. She you know I, I guess in a way I was being a considerate of her time and for me to come back the second time and then not. But I had, again, I was stuck in a situation where I had shit going on and I just didn't want to deal with it. I was like, this is, this is nonsense. But for, you know, for me at the time it was nonsense, but mm-hmm. whatever, that's how she felt. So I deleted the message. I thumbs it up, deleted it, blocked her. Oh my God. Yeah. I wasn't fucking so with it, but I had a bad day that day. So that, that really didn't help. Mm-hmm. But you know, essentially at the end of the day, we, we got to take care of us. You know, we can't think every which way, like, you know, 
how the other person feels. Obviously, we want to be considerate, but sometimes when you're being too overly considerate and only worried about the other person, it goes to bite you in the ass. So, you know, you did what you had to do. Yeah. Don't reach out again. <laughs> do not give it a third time. No, just block her. Yeah. But that's it. That's yeah. it for our family meeting. That's it for our mm-hmm. quick, um, you know, seven things pod episode. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe. And thank you for listening. Bye. Deuce, deuce, mother goose.